Good morning, everyone. <laughs> I am very honored to be up here this morning, and I feel very blessed that God has given me the uh, air in my lungs today to be able to speak to you. So, thank you. Thank you for coming. Today I'm going to speak uh, about when Jesus fed the 5,000. And uh, I'd like to start first with a little prayer, because I need all the help I can get. <laughs> so thank you very much. If you bow your heads, let us pray. Father God, we ask you this morning, Lord, to bless the words that come out of my mouth to them to be for them to be blessed by the Holy Spirit, Lord to come directly from you, from your word, the food for our living. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, your son. Amen. Well, the first reading I'd like to do is from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. Give you a second to get there in your phone or books. It's very important, I think, uh, a lot of times, especially when you talk about the Word of God, uh, the Bible is very much tied together. And uh, just just a small section here of how we see that happening. Uh, in Deuteronomy, Moses wrote, He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. That's Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, and that is in the Old Testament. Uh, the next instance where this happens is Jesus is in the desert for 40 days and Satan is tempting him uh, and Satan tells him well if you're Jesus Christ turn these rocks into loaves of bread Now Jesus has been in the desert for quite a long time and he was pretty hungry and uh, Satan knew this and he figured this was a good way to, to, to really tempt Jesus and Jesus said to him If you are the Son of God, excuse me, Satan says to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Matthew answered, It is written. Matthew answered, Excuse me, told you I needed help. <laughs> Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That was Matthew 4, verses 3 through 4. That's the New Testament, and as, as I said, that's Satan tempting Jesus, and Jesus is using God's own words right back to Satan tempting him. Now, this is what happens for Jesus while he's out in the desert. Jesus just sends back God's word right back at Satan. You know, he doesn't sit there and come up with a whole bunch of other things. He just 
tells Satan like it is. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And the next place we turn to, before we get to the first feeding of the 5,000, let me give you a little background for the next reading, which is Mark 6, verse 7. Now, Jesus sends out his disciples. Calling the twelve disciples to him, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. This is pretty important. and I, I, really, I really had not a, a noticed this before, uh, but they had not received the Holy Spirit yet. Okay? They were given this opportunity from Jesus. He gave them authority over impure spirits, and he sent them out two by two in pairs to go out, heal people, talk to them about the Lord, talk to them, and make sure that God's word was being spread through the people and to let them know about Jesus. And they healed people, and they did all the things that they brought people with them, and he did the things that Jesus had them doing after he gave them the Holy Spirit. Pretty amazing, I thought, you know, and I really, like I said, I never really noticed this before, but this is just a good example of when you read God's Bible, you find that, I don't care how many times you've read it, and I've read it a couple times, uh, there's always something more to learn. And it's kind of, I love food. I think I said that before once. I love food. And you know, if you have, you can have mashed potatoes, and then you can have mashed potatoes. You know? And you've had mashed potatoes a long time, and then you finally get these mashed potatoes, and man, they are just great. You know, they just taste perfect. Finally. And God's Word is like that food. When you, when you, when you stay with something, when you, when you rely on something, and you study it and live for it you understand the nuances that God is trying to get to us the context of what he's saying to us so if we can now I'd like to read Mark 6 verses 30 through 44 I'll give you a minute to get there too Jesus feeds the five thousands. Now I may stop a little bit once in a while here, but just we'll go through it. I promise not to be too slow. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Now see, this is after he has sent them out two by two. They've come back and now they're exhausted, they're tired, and they want to, you know, like you get home, oh, Dad, Dad, look at what we did. This is what we did. This is what we did. You gave us the strength, Lord. We went out. We healed people. We brought people with us. They're they're coming to to see you and to hear you speak. And they're pretty tired. And then verse thirty-one it says, "Then 
because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, Jesus said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. Just got to stop there for a second, too, because Jesus had com- compassion on them. To me, when I read things like this about Jesus, it really makes him come alive to me. It makes him even more special in my heart. So he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves of bread do you have, he asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples and sat before the people. Two sat before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the man who had eaten was 5,000. So, here we are. 5,000 people. A huge group. How How do you feed these people? Only the Lord can do it, right? The only thing, the other thing is this, is that the Lord gave the apostles the power to do what they needed to do. He sent them out among the 5,000. He gave them the bread and the fish. The Lord gives us the word that we need to have. He sends us out to share his word with other people, to tell us the good news, to tell the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. God's word is being spread just like the 5,000 who were fed. Who you increasingly believe God to be and in his light believe yourself to be is not only a fundamental, fundamental to intimacy, it is fundamental to victory. Once again, I come back to a 
very, very important part of who Jesus is for all of us, and it's a personal relationship with him. Personal relationship with Jesus, personal relationship with God. God, our Father, the creator of all things. The closer we are to him, the more the word feeds us, the more we understand, the more our hearts are lifted by the news that God is giving us through his word, we become closer to him. That's the way God created us to be. That's what God wants for all of us, to be close to him, to know his son, Jesus, and know what Jesus did for us on the cross. An intimate relationship with God is possible because of the word of God. The 5,000 people who came to them that day probably had no clue about what was going on. Think of if we had 200 people in here and they had no clue what was going on. Hopefully it wouldn't be me giving the word. I'm really lucky because I have a bunch of people here who, who do believe in Jesus Christ and do believe in God and have read the word. But I invite you today to become even more acquainted with God's word because every single time God's word is in your heart and in your mind and comes from your mouth, you are blessed and you are led to intimacy and the great knowledge of love that God has for us. It is because God loved us. Not because we had to learn how to love him. God loved us at first. From the beginning. He created us. He loves us no matter what we are, who we, what we've done. We're very fortunate to have that. And that was one of the things that led me to the Lord too. He forgave us for this son's life. He forgave me. He forgives you. He forgives all of us. Uh, the Bible's our sure source for what is true about God and about ourselves. Our past, our futures, about others, about our enemies about this world and the next. Our food for life and like oxygen, we cannot live without. So I ask you today, firstly, to challenge you. Everybody is different. This isn't a one-size-fits-all situation. Everybody does things differently. Everybody hears God's word in different ways. Everybody sees how God is working in their lives in different manners. This is for us to discover. This is about a journey for each of us. But it is, without a doubt, food for living. Because as I say... It, it, the Bible, the word is good for teaching, rebuke, whatever we need to have done in our lives. The answers are in the Bible. The answers are there for us, but we can't find the answers unless we read the answers, 
or listen to the answers or see the answers given to us, videos, audio, reading, however that is for you, that's important. As I said, one size fits all does not apply. God made us very unique and he wants us to be that unique person that he's made us to be. So, as an application today, because I like the way Father, I follow, that's my Catholic upbringing, sorry. Pastor Steve, Pastor Steve, I like it when he gives us applications, because I, I always write that down, and I try to remember those, how to apply the word that week to my life. So I'm not very successful all the time, but in honesty, I do try, and I do enjoy it. Firstly, first, recognize our need for God's work in our lives. That's one of the first things to apply in our lives. Recognize that we need God. Because when you are hurting, when you're so broken that you feel like you are lost and there's no hope, God is there for you. Testify to that. I could bore you with my stories, but I won't. Secondly, agree that God alone can truly satisfy us. That you discover as you create your intimate relationship with the Lord. Thirdly, pray for God's wisdom, his presence, and his direction for you in your life. Enjoy, nextly, enjoy the intimate relationship we have with God through Jesus. One of the most wonderful things you can ever have in your life is love. Love is the greatest thing you can experience. And when you love Jesus the way Jesus loves us, that's where you find a peace beyond all understanding. And joy, boundless joy, because he is the most wonderful man who's walked the earth you'll ever know. And then, for the next point, practice what he teaches us. There's a lot to learn in this Bible. And the other thing I'd like to say is there's a lot of different versions of this Bible. I mean, you know, many versions. It's not a bad thing to read other versions. It's not a bad thing. You should read other versions because everybody has different perspectives. Everybody has different meanings for different words. It's a good thing. God wants us learning. God wants us challenged. He wants us to be knowledgeable of how much he loves us. He doesn't want you to... He don't, well, I'm not going to say he doesn't want you. He may not want us to memorize Leviticus. And if you're not familiar with Leviticus, a lot of people are...
stuck there. I know my wife and I were stuck there. That was a hard, hard portion for us to get through. That's okay. That's okay. You work at it. One, you know, any way that you, in your method of, of reading God's Word, of going through God's Word, that's for you. But God's Word is food for a living. Now, I put myself in the place of these 5,000 people that, 5,000 people that he fed. And uh, I like to relate a, an, an instance where this happened to me. Uh, many years ago, I went on a pilgrimage when I was a... Uh, uh, a member of the choir at the Immaculate Conception Church in Marlboro. Went on a pilgrimage to uh, uh, Fatima in Portugal and, uh, and Lourdes. And he had a Sunday Mass there, and uh, we went to the Sunday Mass, our whole group, you know. And we got there where they were having it. That's a huge basilica. I mean, we couldn't even get into the basilica, okay? There were so many people. So many. You could hear the, the mass going on through the speakers. There were thousands, thousands of people there. I had never in my life been in such a large group of people. And I had seen this area when it was empty, like the day before, you know, that wasn't completely empty. Not as many people there, certainly. Thousands of people. And I said, how in the world do you feed this many people? And instantly, God brought it to my heart, feeding the 5,000. Don't worry about how God's going to feed these people. They're going to take care of it. He's going to take care of it. He's going to see to it. And how will he do that? Through his disciples, through the people that love him and want to spread the good news of God's gospel to the world. So, we're in this group. All of a sudden, you see all through the crowd these white umbrellas bloop, pop up. And nobody really said anything, you know. We all just started moving towards the white umbrellas. And it was so moving to be able to see just, okay, you pick out an umbrella, you head towards that umbrella. He's and that way, that way, that way. Everybody went and like it says here, groups of 100 and groups of 50. However many there were, but there were a lot of people going to the umbrella. There was no pushing. <laughs> there was no shoving. There was no people getting upset. We just walked orderly and lovingly like we knew what we were doing to these white umbrellas. And when we got there, we partook of communion. That was a wonderful thing. And instantly, as I said, God put it on my heart, the story of the reading of the 5,000 who he fed. And it was a moving experience for me then. And it was just part of my journey. And that was a long time ago, too. Uh, I, was, I was very, very happy that the Lord had put this on my heart, yet still nowhere near where I needed to be. But I was on a journey. I was on a pilgrimage. And my progress was pretty good. But I still had a long way to go. And I really think that uh, 
when we practice what he teaches us from his word, that's amazing growth for us as his children. He doesn't want us to stay where we where we are. Yeah, you may be comfortable. Yeah, it might be okay, you know. He doesn't want us to stay there. He wants us to grow, however that looks for you. But do it with him through God's word. You gotta eat the mashed potatoes that you really like. And once you start eating those, you can't get enough. You go back to the same restaurant, or you have your wife do them the same way again. Say, hey, honey, you know, the last time you cooked those mashed potatoes, man, I don't know what you did to them, but mm, they were good. And you ask her to do it again. And every time you have them, that's the way you want them. And so I ask you all today to remember that the word of the Lord is food for us. And how we go about doing that, whether we read it or watch it or hear it. And especially if we have small groups like we have here, or small groups like home small home study small groups. When you do it with other believers, it really does give you God's word in a very special manner. Please join me now with uh, a prayer of uh, conclusion. Father God, I ask you, Lord, that uh, you bless all the people here at New Hope Chapel today. I ask that you bless the families, the loved ones, of all the people that are here today. Lord, it is the smiles, it is the tears, it is the joy we see on a little baby's face, it is the smile of a friend and a handshake that remind us of how you love us. Help us, Lord, to always, always give you thanks for those things. The small blessings and the big blessings that you've shown us in our lives. And help us, Lord, to please continue to grow in your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.